All right, we are recording. This is Cricket and her friends. This is the first inaugural podcast bonus episode of Cricket and Vaughn, the Shays Lounge. But we're doing like a separate little thing where I get together with my friends and we talk about our week. We talk about things that are going on with us. Just interesting things that we might find throughout the day and throughout throughout our lives. So I'm Cricket. We have got rando and marie and shep on hi. guys say hi 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 how's it going hey y'all <laughs> what's been going on in your lives tell me what's what you, what you found interesting this week <laughs> be nice <laughs> <laughs> let's start this off with a question because i'm curious yeah i'm curious about this Gummy bears or gummy worms, and why? Uh, gummy bears, uh, because I value my teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to agree. Gummy bears, it's one bite, you're good. <laughs> yeah, plus they're just cuter. I mean, gummy worms, they, they look like worms. I mean, worms are gross. Gummy bears just look like cute little worms that you're just going to bite the heads off of. It's, it's great. <laughs> But that's the fun part is biting the little heads off the worms. And then, you know, they're always three different colors. So you get three different flavors in the gummy worm. Your objective with getting more gummy in your worm than you are in a bear. It just seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Well, you're not Uh, fishing with them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gummy bears are almost too sweet for me. So anything more than a little bear... Nah. You can get gummy tummy real quick if you're not careful with uh, with gummy worms. I found that. So <laughs> you're let's eating not them even and get you're... let's not even get into the phallic connotations of worms. <laughs> <laughs> this is PG thirteen, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Rando, tell me a little yeah. bit about your weekend. What have you done this weekend? Well, I had a very interesting Saturday. Uh, it uh, kicked off with uh, my brother having his first child. Uh, my oldest is almost... Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my okay. first niece ever. Uh, my oldest is almost 19. Uh, my brother, who is two years younger than me, is just now having his first. So you oh can see goodness. just how the uh, generations have been skewed in my family. Uh, it so it was a great day. Lots of cute baby pictures throughout the day. Took a really bizarre turn because uh, my sister-in-law suddenly had an internal bleeding and had to be rushed to surgery. Oh, and wow. yeah, that was really. That was a really scary ending ending to the day where we're basically my, me and my entire family was like, 2020, you couldn't let us have one good day. Come on, <laughs> man. One good day. But she's okay. So she's okay now. The surgery was successful. Bleeding has stopped. So and I got pictures of her smiling, holding her daughter earlier today. So it's like, okay, that's the kind of happy ending we've been waiting for. So. That's good. Crazy twenty four hours. Crazy. You sent me hours. a picture of that baby, and that baby is basically a toddler. Yeah, oh my god, a huge baby. <laughs> that is that. That was one of the biggest babies I have ever seen. 
It's like one of my friends called her a chonker. Uh, (laughs) How many pounds? Nine pounds, two ounces, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Nine pounds, two ounces. It's not that big. It's... If you, uh, I might you got to you got to see later. the picture. Oh, yeah. We'll have to send you the picture later. Yeah, I mean, she's okay. she looks baby it. is like all cheeks and. Oh yeah, she's, yeah. That's just huge. a. I, my uh, cousin said that the kid looks like me, which my response to that was, well, it's because of the round head, I would imagine. Uh, but, <laughs> no. So that's well. Been... Don't feel bad. My my uh, my youngest son uh, had such a round head. That the year he turned two, we dressed him up as Charlie Brown. Yeah. And you could tell the difference. It was so cute. I took a little Sharpie and drew the hair on his head. If I, I dressed him in a little, in a little um, yeah. yellow at, shirt. With a at this point, if it. I didn't have the beard, I would be doing that for Halloween. I would just, there you like, go. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not enough left up top to, to worry about that. Just buzz it, draw the squiggly, and find myself the zigzag shirt we're gonna and i've got halloween covered <laughs> well, so, anything yeah, else happened this weekend not for me that was about it it was just watching twitter and waiting for waiting for baby news that's awesome well Anne marie what have you got to share oh we we were preparing for a socially distant small gathering in our backyard a friend of ours who lives in a condo was having a birthday and they, there was no way that they could have a gathering because we're in Massachusetts. So we're still under some serious concern about the virus. And um, meanwhile, Texas is just like, yay party. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what that might not be so happy later on, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we, two people that, we knew really well, my guy and I, and uh, three people that we didn't know at all who were quite interesting to talk to. That's cool. That's awesome. And the nice thing about a backyard party is you only have to clean the house up enough for them to get in to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Everything past the bathroom you can leave be. I like that. <laughs> Fair enough. So you had a socially distant party and Rando had a baby. Yep. Chef, what do you got going on? Uh, Well, my house is always chaos because uh, even in quarantine, we have five people living here. So uh, me, my wife and uh, three kids. So two of which are over 18. They're still your kids, though. Yeah, yes. they're still your kids. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, yep. we're constantly in the state of having a party. <laughs> sort of. But not a socially distant one, because the house is just not quite that big. <laughs> no, not quite that big. Uh, last weekend, uh, we did uh, go up uh, to see my father-in-law and the olds for a socially distant birthday party but yeah well uh, i tell you what if if i'm going to catch corona if i'm going to catch covid-19 during this crisis i caught it yesterday because we were completely stir crazy staying in the house and we went to canton which i'll admit was not the smartest idea in the world but we were like I said, we were absolutely stir crazy. 
um we went up there um i was surprised because most of the vendors you know they had socially distanced all the vendors normally they're mm-hmm. stacked right on top of each other and they actually had distance in between all of them which was great um i didn't see as many masks as i would have liked um there weren't as many people up there wearing masks as i think should have been so like i said if i'm going to catch it i've got it so we'll see seven to 14 days from now how i'm feeling and how the rest of my family is feeling okay cricket can we move your stripe down to the bottom of the stack so i'm socially distant from you (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody needs to be socially distant from me right about now. <laughs> <laughs> but we did wear our mask. We did everything that we were supposed to do. We tried. We made sure that we washed our hands frequently and stayed away from people. And, you know, there were a lot of people trying to give out free samples of food. And I was like, not today, Satan. <laughs> that way. No, thank you. <laughs> So we stayed away from that sort of stuff. We only ate prepackaged food. We did come back with two rats. So, you know, that was hopefully not plague rats. Not not plague rats. They're very cute. If they're if they're plague rats, they're very cute plague rats. One of them is named Daisy and the other one is named Ratatouille because we have absolutely no imagination in this house. <laughs> now, are they boy and girl live rats? They are both girl both girls and uh they are live rats yes. okay yeah boy and girl sounds I, I refused, like it'd be a very bad idea I, yeah, that's I what i was thinking girl. yeah i was like we're either getting two girls or two boys we're not getting one and the other because I, I just I, I see that ending very badly for everybody around here yeah yeah because when i was about oh i think 12 no 10 somewhere in there we decided to get a pet rat at the pet store. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a rat. It was actually, it was a mouse. It was a golden mouse. Beautiful. And we're looking at it. And my mom said, well, I think it's a, it's a boy, but that's okay. He's kind of cute. Brought it home. He wasn't a boy. It was pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And the, as the little boy mice got started getting a little bit less boy and a little bit more teen baby they started picking on each other and so we gave all the boy babies to a friend of mine and she said one of them was such a pain in the butt that she ended up letting him go in in another friend's farmland oh Oh, he got taken to a pasture upstate he got to (laughs) well it was across the street actually (laughs) (laughs) Did you know how they always tell you your dog went to a farm upstate? It's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My yeah, parents went that happened to a friend with some gerbils when I was younger. Uh, ended up, uh, they bought two of them and both of them were pregnant. Oh, and no. Like an entire cage just full of uh, <laughs> gerbil babies. Oh, my gosh. Gerbils look so cute, though. Yeah, but they're very productive. Yeah. What is it, like every every month or month and a half they can have like a new litter? Good lord. That's ridiculous. Like fun at all. No. Yeah, we, had, we had a couple white rabbits that we had gotten, and the lady who sold them to us insisted, insisted they were both girls. Until we found them 
doing things going that, at it. Yeah. Yeah. Things that <laughs> doing are doing what that rabbits not, do. <laughs> not PG thirteen things. And uh like, oh no. So we I mean we spent the money, we got we got different we got separate cages and separated them like, okay, hopefully nothing else will happen. No, 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 that that, that did not work out well. Um and <laughs> Eventually, we had to give those rabbits away. That did not. That was a terrible experiment. We still have a so, rabbit, just not those rabbits. So, yeah. talking about separating the girls and the boys to make sure that they don't do PG thirteen things. Um, I grew up on a farm, and we I, I've grown up with horses, and uh, we had, I had miniature horses. My my parents still have them, but we had this one mare who was off by herself because we were trying not to get her pregnant. And she ended up getting pregnant. And the only thing that we can figure is that the stallion that was in the fence next to her somehow got her through the fence. Well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> there, I, gotta be. Love Rando beat me way. to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we always laughed about that one because he was very determined. And he was... He was one of our smallest stallions. Um, he was 32 inches at the withers. So he was very tiny. So I still don't know how he stretched himself to get over the fence or through the fence or whatever it was that he did. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one that we also caught trying to breed our full-size quarter horse. So he... <laughs> we, we had to keep him He's separate. an ambitious guy. It, very much. Very much. <laughs> Oh my Did goodness. he dress in 1960s clothing and say out of period 1960s comments? <laughs> he should have, shouldn't he? <laughs> His name was Razzle Dazzle, and he was he was one of my favorite little horses. He was fun. He <laughs> passed away. He passed away a few years ago, and we all cried over it because he was such a sweet little baby. But well, anyway, obviously the ladies thought he was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he thought he was 10 feet tall. I don't know what it is about tiny little dogs and tiny little horses and tiny little cows and tiny little animals, but they all think that they're gigantic. And they all think that they're 10 feet taller than they actually are. You know, he had the bearing of a full-size quarter horse. He thought he ran the farm. There's a lot of short animals that get very adventurous yeah <laughs> well, i can relate to that <laughs> now, I was now, not to say it, <laughs> now now rando it's okay for me to say it it's not no none of the rest you can i can say it you're, you're taking the word back <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what kind of questions to ask you guys because we normally just kind of freeform chat. So just let me know what, what you guys want to talk about tonight. I mean, we're trying to keep it away from politics, but that stuff just kind of gets into everything. Yeah, it's really hard right now to not talk about something in that vein because uh, everything seems to connect back to it right now. It really does. And, and everything that's going on in the world is just so insanely political and violent. And I just, it makes me wonder what the history book, what the history books are going to say in a hundred years. They're going to say, we don't talk about that year. 
Yeah. Because. Uh, no, they're going to teach entire classes about this year. That, yeah. It's got to be like, you know, college class. 1776 is a class. Now, you know, in 2100, they're going to be teaching 2020, the class. The year <laughs> where everything was like, what? Yeah, just one thing right after another. What happened to murder hornets? That was kind of over really quickly. The witch? Murder murder hornets. Oh, they're uh, still here. They're still here. Okay, they oh, just yeah, kind of uh, fell out of the news cycle pretty quickly. Oh, oh uh, well, they may have fallen out of the news down there. Uh, they're all over the place up in British Columbia up here in Canada. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Did they make it that far north? I thought, you know. Oh, yeah. Ew. They're stretching from Northern California all the way up to Southern British Columbia. So, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, good luck to you, and may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tracker jackers. Oh no! Yeah, this is—they're tracker jackers. That's what they are. <sighs> this was a plot by District. What is it? District One. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, talk to me about uh, th this. Is something that irritates me. This is something that I saw online. Um, I've seen more than one friend post about this, and I want to know your feelings on it. Um, driving in a car during the COVID nineteen pandemic alone, but wearing gloves and a mask. What are your Oy. feelings on that? <laughs> I wear a mask when I'm driving. Okay. I put it on before I leave the house because asthma and I want, don't want to breathe all that pollen. And I leave it on because I get into the car. I'm taking the pollen in with me. And also once you put the mask on, you're not supposed to mess with it. So I just leave the mask on until I get home. I'm, unless I'm taking a really, really long drive. Like if I'm driving to work, okay, it's not a really long drive for Texas. But when I'm driving to work, that can be half hour to 45 minutes, depending on traffic, can be up to an hour and a half. Then I'll take it off and I'll put it back on before I leave the car. But if I'm driving into the grocery or something like that, I'm just going to leave it on until I get home. Right. Yeah, it I don't really depends gloves, on though. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, if I'm, if I'm, if I know I'm headed home, uh, as soon as I get into the car, uh, I'll clean my hands, sanitize, and pull my mask off, but for the most part, uh, I mean, I'm just going to have to put it on in five minutes anyway. Uh, why bother taking it off? All right. The gloves well, see, are foolish, though. Unless you've got a cut in your skin, there is no reason to wear gloves. Just wash your hands. Yeah. Well, see, they tell us at work we have to keep our gloves on at all times. And I told them, I was like, that is that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard because you're just spreading things from the gloves yeah. to everything else. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you started, sweaty uh, they, they make us wear the gloves at work. So I've just started sanitizing. They have this spray sanitizer. So yeah. I've just been sanitizing the gloves as though they were my skin. Yeah. That's, and that's any... the right thing to do. Yeah. See, but I, I go ahead. When I uh, put the gloves on, uh, like uh, I work in IT, uh, so uh, I usually change gloves between computers. Yes. Just so that uh, I'm not transferring anything between 
computers. I mean, I wash my hands and when I'm done anyway, but just for that added layer of protection, I wear gloves when I have to go uh, touch someone's computer mm-hmm. and I change them if I have to go to someone else's machine. And that, and that's what you would be doing between patients. You change clothes between patients. Yeah. And, and keyboards are disgustingly dirty. Well, that is one thing that I'm glad that they, that they've implemented at work. Um, I am the wellness captain at the branch that I work at. And so I get to make sure that everybody is following the proper procedures, such as wearing gloves, sanitizing frequently, wearing your mask at all times. And we have to sanitize all touch points every two hours. So keyboards get wiped down every two hours. Door handles get wiped down. Um, you know, resting your arms on the on a desk. We, we wipe all that stuff down. Just anything that you might touch throughout the day gets wiped down every two hours. So we're really doing our best to try to keep everything as sanitized as possible, um, even though we've got a lot of people coming in and out. Cell phones? Cell phones get sanitized, yes. Oh, wow. And, and we, we use these tablets um, in order to uh, write tickets. So we sanitize the tablets every two hours as well. Good. I try to I try to sanitize mine every time I use it, uh, but at the very least, they get sanitized every two hours. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm interested. Actually, this is my first week back in my office for in over two months. Um, I'm only working 20 hours, but uh, I'm Lucky. curious to see how this goes down uh, with because apparently for a couple days they were having problems with, you know. You know, people not taking the, the city of St. Louis requires everybody to do this um, survey before starting a shift, which is basically self-reporting symptoms, including your temperature. And a lot of employees didn't have a thermometer, so they couldn't take their temperature and we nobody could find one at the office. So I was like, OK, we've obviously still got some kinks in the system here. They need to be worked out. I'm curious to see what's been worked out and how this works um what what measures i mean i we're all getting masked with our company logo on the front that's real that's great we get it's like oh great thank you for that um self-promotion with our health mask there um but um but they're giving us the same thing they're giving us the same thing where i work branded like branded merch that we can wear yeah, it's like, okay, well, but I want to see what's really going on because, I mean, I'm lucky I have my own office. I can shut the door. I can keep all the people outside. You're not coming in here. Um, but it's like beyond that, I'm interested to see what's going on. Uh, like they, we have water fountains that have been shut down. Our ice maker has been shut down. I'm going to have to get like a big bottle of water before work. I'm, I'm not going to be able to have water at work now. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's it's I'm curious to see what the changes are in my office and where my son works, which is next door. So um, it's going to be a learning experience once we go back on Tuesday. Well, we're doing our best to keep everything um, as clean and as sanitized as we can and, and keeping our people involved in best practices. But it honestly seems like Texas has just said we're not participating in the pandemic anymore and it's very frustrating COVID-19 yeah. likes that idea very much yeah right okay here's a question because I know my school has 
plan to buy branded masks, do they give you more than one? Because those things need to be washed. We're getting two. Okay. I don't know how many they're giving us. I know that we have paper masks that we use, and I, I tend to use one for a few hours and discard it and get me another one. But the, the branded cloth ones, I don't know how many of those we're giving. they're giving us. And do the cloth ones have the little metal insert so that you can fit it around your nose so your glasses don't fog up? I will report back Supposedly. as soon as I know. Yeah. <laughs> My current one is not very good at that, which drives me crazy. Oh no! I'm bad. I'm I'm. I wear the masks. I hate them so much. Uh, when I get into the car, I remember the scene in Independence Day where Harry Connick Jr. is trying to outmaneuver the aliens, and then he just rips his mask off. That's me. <laughs> Wait, was that Harry Connick Jr. or was that uh uh Randy um? Oh my gosh, what was his name? It was not Harry Connick Jr. I know who you're talking about, though. No, 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 it was Harry Connick Jr. He's like, uh, he was trying to try outmaneuver the aliens by flying up real high, and and uh, all of a sudden, and he, but he couldn't breathe. He rips his mask off, and then Will Smith screams, "You put your mask back on. That's an order." I wanted that as a, as a gift, though, where Will Smith says that because that's perfect for a perfect response for people who are like, I ain't wearing no mask. Like, well, Will Smith says you are, but yeah. But then, <laughs> and then, you know, a couple seconds later, Harry Connick Jr. gets exploded and that's the end of Why him. Why do I not remember him in didn't wear a mask. Movie. Why yeah. do I not remember him? Yeah. I do not remember him in that movie at all. Oh yeah. Oh he my was, gosh. Uh, he was, Harry Connick was his buddy, was uh, Will Smith's buddy, but um, right before everything, uh, they uh, went to attack. Yeah, it was like his wingman. Yeah, they, he's he's the guy who provided the the cigars for the, you know, fat lady singing at the, the near the beginning. I've got to go back and watch that movie. He even There's sings so many... for a second. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many movies I need to I need to go back and watch. You know, earlier before we started recording, we were talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and that's one of my favorite movies I, of all I love times. That movie. Even though Kevin Costner has an accent for like a fourth of the movie and then he loses it and he never gets it back. <laughs> oh, sorry, Snorri. That's one of those movies that's worth it just for Alan Rickman alone. Yes. Well, he yeah. makes the entire movie. Yeah. He honestly makes the entire movie. Him and Christian Slater are hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then Kevin Costner's doing his best to walk around like the straight man and, and he, he comes off as honestly ridiculous to me but it makes it it's a fun watch yeah well cast costner does that quite a bit uh but yeah that was a, <laughs> that's a fun movie what are yeah. some other fun movies that you guys like watching that are objectively terrible movies but they're fun to watch suicide squad is kind of my go-to here recently uh independence day for starters uh <laughs> That's that's one of those movies where you if you try to look at it critically, it's like this is absolute bullshit. But you can't <laughs> help but uh, get it, you know, get excited when Randy Quaid uh, flies his plane up into the alien ship and uh, Will Will Smith says "Welcome to Earth" and punches the alien in the face. It's like this is all of this. This is not actually a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know back in college, uh, a bunch of the old crew uh, and I used to have like B movie night. <laughs> we and we just uh, pick random B movies uh, off the blockbuster shelf. Dating myself a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not any older than I am. I remember Blockbuster. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh Nukem High. This sounds like a this sounds like a lead into creating Mystery Science Theater 3000. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where my nickname comes from. Thank you very much. Anyway, moving on. The amazing Rando. Yes. Not the great Rando. The amazing Rando. The amazing Rando. <laughs> Wasn't uh when they did the revival of that of that show? Wasn't um, Patton Oswalt in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He was uh he was like the the the, the bad guy's sidekick. Well, right. His lady, right, but right. yeah, she was he was her sidekick. Just I like need to go back and show. watch that because that's really the the kind of show that I would like. I just never could devote enough of my mental energy to sit down and watch a bad movie for two hours, it's... even if it was being made fun of the entire time. Uh, there have been occasions uh, I've been watching that show for what is it now 30 years oh god yeah 30 years I've been watching that show and uh, and there are movies where they not even the jokes can save it where it's like okay I can't I can't do this this is, this is just so freaking bad but there are some that, where the movie is just so bad and the jokes are so good it's I mean it's just a match made in heaven mm-hmm and then Revival. there's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Of the Dark. She used oh, to do that for horror movies. Yes. <laughs> you were yeah, I, I definitely remember Elvira. Uh, how could you not? <laughs> and you know what's what's funny is you know I'm I'm telling off on myself a little bit here, but I grew up in a very conservative, very Christian household. And, you know, we weren't allowed to listen to rock music and we weren't allowed to listen to, you know, just anything with a backbeat because that was, you know, the mm. secret backwards messages and the Beatles music and, you know, all this stuff. So, yeah. but for whatever reason, my mother had a vinyl record of the Elvira song. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about? Elvira. That yeah. one. And I don't know why, but we used to listen to that like all the time. It was catchy as heck. It really was. It was great. Oh my god. I know at least half the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time we would go to my Mima's house, um, every time we would we would come down and visit, uh, we would listen to that song because that was they they had like this huge vinyl record collection of rock music, which it always cracked me up because my mother was not raised the way that she raised me. And I always wondered why she chose that route. Mm. You know, cause she was raised on the Beatles and, and Elvis and, you know, all this other stuff. And then she was like, but not for you. <laughs> it's her form of rebellion. I guess. <laughs> she just rebelled in the other direction. Yeah. Rebelled against the <laughs> rebel against the rebels. <laughs> It's like this guy I dated a couple times who his parents were beatniks, so his way of rebelling was to get into opera. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he said it was great. You know, you put on an opera, they have to leave the house for three hours. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh will probably, I mean, uh, my friend Josh will probably know what I'm talking about here. Um, with a, there's a bare naked ladies song about, I think it's called alternative girlfriend where her parents are like super, super, um, open-minded and she doesn't know how to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And he talks. He talks about how he doesn't know. Um, she doesn't know what kind of music to listen to because her parents, you know, accept her for everything that she does. But she's trying to rebel and doesn't know how to rebel against somebody who accepts her for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, one of our family friends. Uh, she's this very super. She's the kind of person who sets off every metal detector for uh, 15 miles. She goes out. That sounds like tat- years ago. Tattoos, purple hair, the works. <laughs> and she's, she's very, her daughter is the most straight-laced bookworm, <laughs> thick horn-rimmed glasses, uh, absolutely rolls her eyes. She said, uh, just remember, I look like this because I did you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I wonder how my kids are going to try to rebel because I, I am the parent in that song. You know, I'm super open-minded. I've um, got piercings. I've got shaved sides on my head. I mean, I'm not your traditional looking mother figure. And I have open conversations with both my kids and I'm, I just, I don't know because my daughter is at the age where she's going to start rebelling and I, I it's going to be really interesting to see what, what direction that takes because she's very much like me. So I don't know if she's going to go down the same path I went down, but just with a little more acceptance or if, you know, if she's going to do the complete opposite, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I really rebelled that much. I didn't. No, no, I was like, I was like uh, Anthony Michael Hall in the Breakfast Club, basically, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> high school. Uh, maybe not quite I that. I did. Much. I just never got caught rebelling. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always wanted to rebel, but I was always too naive to do it until I was in like my thirties. Seriously, like I didn't, I didn't do anything really major until I was in my late twenties, early thirties, and then I was just like total opposite of what I was in my teens and twenties. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I did that was really rebellious as a teenager was sneaking romance novels into the house, (laughs) and you know they didn't mind. I could read almost anything, but these were the naughty romance novels, Mm -hmm. the bodice rippers, and. They probably wouldn't have minded because, again, European background, you know, that's that's okay as long as it's not abusive stuff. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I snuck that in the house. I remember, oh, that's my dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, my parents were ultra conservative, but uh, they were also ultra gullible, so uh, oh, I could pull nice. over anything on them. <laughs> See, I remember sitting at on the uh, computer at night reading uh, fan fiction 
uh, for the Pretender and Highlander. Um, I read a lot. Of, I read a lot of Highlander fan fiction, and that's where I first got introduced to the concept of slash. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was that, that was an interesting experience for little teenage me, you know, to figure <laughs> out what slash was. It's like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know anything like that existed. Well, you guys taught me that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I knew about what slash represented, but I didn't know specifically slash as a genre of fan fiction. Right. Well, fan fiction is one of those things that is just so amazing to me because it's it's been around for so long, but people look down on it. Um, yeah. You know, what, what did we talk about? Paradise Lost being like biblical fan fiction? Yeah. Where the author inserted himself as a Mary Sue? <laughs> nice. I mean, what year was that? I don't even know what year that was. I don't know, but a friend of mine started doing fan fiction and science fiction conventions when she was in high school thank goodness her parents had no idea what they were she was getting into but, <laughs> but um it saved her because her parents were making her crazy and uh she's a successful writer and has been for several years now she's supporting the family that's amazing there's there's a there's a lot of writing careers that have started in fan fiction because that, that's that's a good way to refine your writing ability within the universe that somebody else has created because universe building is hard. Yeah. When I was a kid, I wrote a fan fiction of night court. Thank you. Good night. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's weird and specific. I, I love that I, show. I, 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 yeah. I was a big fan of the show in the, in the eighties. I was a little kid. I like, I think I was trying to write my own version of Night Court, but it was just like basically copying, copying off of a couple episodes. And I showed it to my dad, and he's like, "You just copied off of a couple of Night Court episodes. That's all you've done here." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember writing. Um, I wrote Highlander fan fiction. I wrote Pretender fan fiction. Um, I actually was doing my best to write a Star Wars novel at one point. And I wish I still had that because I know it wasn't good, but even amongst all of your bad writing, there are little pieces of brilliance. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, you want to keep those because it could turn into something later. But I remember spending hours and hours on the Star Wars novel that I was determined that I was going to write on this laptop that my dad let me borrow. My, my son wrote a couple hundred page Pokemon fanfic. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he, he wrote a couple like that. And it's like, it's like, I, I can't, if I, all the times I've tried to sit down and write a story, I kind of run out of steam around like page 20. And he just wrote him. Mean, he was just writing page, 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 page. Every wow. Page. And it's like the kid just writes and writes and writes. It's like, how, how do you do that? That's that's uh, that's freaking fantastic. He, and he unfortunately he hates uh, all of it. And it's like, dude, no, this is the fact that you can do that at all is absolutely incredible. So yeah, yeah, he should stick with it. I agree. My daughter and I were having a conversation about that the other day because she uh, she's an artist and. 
you know, we were talking about the fact that I, I used to draw when I was a kid and it was never explicitly encouraged in my household that I continue drawing. And we try to provide my daughter with paint and markers and anything that she wants to encourage this part of her life. And we were talking about how even bad art is still good art because it's, it's getting you somewhere. It's teaching you how maybe not to do something so that you don't do it that way next time. But it's got the building blocks that you need to create something great. And I feel like fan fiction is the same way um, because you've got to start somewhere and you may hate it, but just keep doing it because I, I promise you somebody is reading that fan fiction and loving it. And somebody is looking at that art that you hate and, and seeing something brilliant in it. So never stop. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, like uh, when I was younger, I cut my chops doing uh, fanfic based on, you know, classic sci-fi and fantasy, you know, Anne McCaffrey and, you know, uh, Heinlein. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's where I learned to go from writing something that no one would read to being at least halfway interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have always wanted to write a story based on splitting the pole. Have you guys ever done that when you're with a friend and you walk in between something? Or yeah, you walk no. one on one on one side and one on the other side of a pole? Okay, yeah. Okay, and you're not supposed to do that because splitting the pole is supposed to be unlucky. I've always wanted to write something that dealt with that concept not just being unlucky, but actually splitting you off into a different timeline. Every time you did it, it would split you off into a different timeline. Well, that's interesting. But I never could figure out how to how to do it um, effectively. Because I think it would make a great short story. Somebody getting mm-hmm. lost at a timeline that doesn't belong to them because they split a pole. And um, I think that might be a slight ripoff of a Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman uh, novel called Neverwhere. But I had never read Neverwhere <laughs> when I came up with this concept. So um, I'm not sure if that's a if that's a example of uh, parallel thinking or if it's just I heard it somewhere and thought it was a good idea. I've not heard of that metaphor specifically, but I have, um, I've read a couple different things in the past that I can't pull up now where, yeah, people think they're going through the same doorway, but they're going through it at, you know, a half second separate from each other and they end up in other Mm -hmm. places, in different Mm -hmm. places. So Neil Gaiman didn't come up with it himself. Right. Well, I I didn't think he came up with that specific concept, but he wrote, he wrote a, he's a much better writer than I could ever hope to be. And so I kind of don't even want to go up against something like that. <laughs> well, well there, on the other- there's no such thing as a truly original idea in most cases. I mean, uh, 95% of all creativity is remixing something that already exists. That's yeah. true. Simpsons. Yeah, that's true. I think Ecclesiastes said that better than what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and you don't want to necessarily compare yourself to somebody else. If you want to write something and it really moves you, write it. Right. Because you can spend all your time comparing yourself to other people and keep yourself from doing something that you really, really would enjoy and you may be successful at. You may not be, say, Beyonce successful at it, but you could still have a good success. You're going to move somebody with what you do. Yeah. So right. basically what that's a long way of telling you, Rando, tell your son not to give up. Tell him to keep writing. That's what Even I if he saying. hates everything that he writes, he needs to keep writing and keep showing it to people because somebody's going to love it and treasure it. He, he does hate everything he writes, That's which is unfortunate uh, because he, I mean, he will write, he has these ideas for stories and he writes a hundred pages and decide he doesn't, he doesn't like where it went and he scraps the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Instead of wow. editing it, he just scraps it. Yeah, it's like, wow, that is a lot of work you just put in the shredder. Just, right. just, just like that. It's like, I'm like, oh my god. Well, having seen his YouTube videos, I can tell you the editing is not his strong suit, but that's something he needs to get good at. I think the <laughs> editing is, um, while not great, I think a lot of it is on purpose. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I think, it, it I think, is a creative to, choice. Well, it's it's to, I think some of it's, a lot of it is to be ironic, <laughs> uh, and, and especially comparing it to other, to some, to um, more serious videos, since, you know, he's kind of a parody of such videos, it's, you know, it's, he's kind of drawing things out on purpose. Yeah, I kind, get where he's going with that, but you but you're gonna lose people unless you kind of tighten it up a little bit. And, and we've yeah we've talked about it. he's getting better. That's good. His last because I want to continue I, watching those videos because they're terrible and I love them. So I, I watched I, I watched the last one and his last one and it was it was a lot stronger on the stuff that he was good at. So I I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that part. That's good. Well, this is very weird because normally we're typing this stuff back and forth, but actually speaking to you guys and yeah. hearing your voices is kind of a treat for me. So I appreciate I you getting this on and doing this. Entire day. <laughs> and once we finally got Shep's mic Yay. working, we finally were able to get on here. Yay. Yay. I am going to make fun of you a little bit about this because uh, Shep is in IT and um, was the only one who wasn't able to get on this podcast <laughs> the first time he tried. Well, like I said, uh, I, I'm like the mechanic who's working on million dollar cars and he drives a <laughs> burnt out Ford <laughs> held together with duct tape and chewing gum. So, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those things <laughs> so it's like i brought, drove I my car it. in get to it. get the muffler worked okay. on and I'm, I'm driving a 16 year old car now and the muffler had died on the way home and um, so i drove into the shop and i said well i bet you can hear why i'm here and one of the guys says actually your car is quieter than joe's car here well joe is the one who drove me home and yeah joe's car was a lot louder <laughs> <laughs> just normally <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Get it? You know, it's one of those things. Uh, you work at a coffee shop. The last thing you yeah. want to do is go home and make yourself a cup of coffee. 
Yeah. That that is true. That and I can tell you, I, I'm not going to tell you where I work, but I, I do work with a lot of cars, and I have to clean a lot of cars. And um, I, I don't mind cleaning cars <laughs> when I'm paid to do it. Yep. But I do yeah. not like having to clean my own car. Now, I, I, I've, I've got a, a fairly new car, and I made a promise to my husband when, when he bought it for me that I would keep it clean. So the inside looks new because I have been detailing <laughs> it frequently, but I do not like Well, you could it. come out here and do At mine. All. <laughs> yeah, if you paid me, I will. <laughs> I've actually gotten pretty good at detailing cars, so you know that's that's an interesting skill that I didn't detailed. have before. You ought to get it done because it really makes you feel good when you sit <laughs> in a car that like smells clean. You know, because there's a difference between having a car that that is clean and yeah. a car that's been like shampooed down to the carpets. And, you know, it just, it makes you feel better about your car. <laughs> Even if it is a 16 year old car. Yeah. I, I, I periodically get grief because, you know, there's, there's no place to dock a cell phone or anything like that. Cause it's a 16 year old car and people give me shit about it, but I'm like, you know, right. I like driving this thing. It's fun. It's a six speed. It's a manual. They're hard to find now. Oh, the best. Nice. Yes, it's a rice burner, but it's a six-speed no, rice burner with a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, if if the Mustang that I'd had back in 2002 was a five-speed, I would yeah. probably still have it today. I probably never would have traded it in because I traded it in on a five-speed vehicle. And I tell you what, I missed that Mustang because it was bright yellow. Oh, love that car. Had the dark tint on the windows. So it was like, <laughs> and I was going to get the blackouts for the lights. The whole thing was going to be just beautiful car. Loved it. Anyway. All right. So we have been at this for about 50 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I don't it's think getting towards to bedtime for me. <laughs> okay. So we're going to kind of wind it down. <laughs> I'm going to wind yeah. it. Yeah. So we're all in different parts of the country. So we're all at various stages of our bedtime right now. So well, we're going to start winding it down. But I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I want to do this again. I want to keep okay. doing this and have the little bonus episodes uh, that we upload throughout the week. And uh, I appreciate everybody taking time out fun. of their day and letting me know a little bit about what's going on. So there's a bonus it's episode. Nice to hang out, guys. There's a Absolutely. bonus episode. <laughs> we need to have a lightning round next time. I mean, you got to have. What is the name on the TV guide that Chandler and Joey get? Chandler Bong. Chandler Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Chandler Bong. Yeah, Mrs. Chanel. <laughs> okay, I'll come up with some good questions next time. I don't want this to be an yeah. interview. I just kind of like this as, you know, friends just kind of hanging out and chit-chatting, which is, no which is great. But, uh, but yeah, we can have some questions. And if you guys come up with some questions, throw them out there. Let's let's get the group involved. All right, it's been good, folks. <laughs> All right, well. Sounds good. It's All right, well, fun. thank you guys Bye. so much, and I will talk to you later. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.